Hello from the Global Legal Hackathon 2018 in Denver, Colorado. I'm Trent Carlisle. I'm Jason Crosby. I'm Coach Eslin. Jacob Parker. I am Nathan Bennis. Christopher Osborne. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us on the road. It's a pleasure to be here in Denver at the uh, Global Legal Hackathon. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the three-day event that we've all been a part of. As we're coming up to the judging pitches, just want to ask you guys some questions. So why don't we just start with you, Jason? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what your what your day job is when you're not uh, hackathoning? Well, my day job is uh, I'm a solo practice attorney here in the Front Range area, mainly Denver. I focus on helping people, entrepreneurs and small businesses kind of get started and up and running and then uh, work with them as they grow their businesses. I'm also expanding my practice into privacy and data protection law. I uh, recently took the CIPP US test and passed. Woohoo! I uh, did uh, my LLM in law and economics recently uh, with the European Master in Law and Economics program. Highly recommend it to any attorneys out there who want to take a year off and go back to school. And I'm here in the Global Legal Hackathon. It's my first time in a hackathon. I'm not really a tech person, but I'm having a lot of fun and meeting some really cool people. Yeah, yeah a lot of, lot of first-time hackathoners here this weekend. It's been, it's been great seeing the energy. Tell us a little bit about your, about your team, who's on it. You know, what, what can you tell us about your, your teammates? Well, our team is pretty small. We've been calling ourselves cyber helpers. The team lead is actually a 3L from University of Missouri, Kansas City Law School. His name is John Benjamin. And he pitched the idea of, coming up with a web app or phone app that would allow people to get temporary restraining orders when they're being stalked. If you go, for example, the Colorado Courts website, it's supposed to be simple and easy for a layperson to get a temporary restraining order. Um, it's not. There are three different sets of instructions and about 14 different forms, some of which you need depending on your situation. I, as an experienced attorney, would have trouble navigating that site, so I can't imagine the regular person with a day job who's being harassed, how they would do it. So the, the idea is that we would create sort of a, a series of plain language questions that you could ask people. And then based on their responses, it will auto-populate those forms, tell them where they need to go to file this and get their restraining order. Thank you for that. Aiko, why don't you uh, introduce yourself as well and tell us about your team and uh, talk about your project a little bit. Yeah. I'm Iko Cheslin. I'm the CEO of MentorMatter, a platform to facilitate mentorship via live streaming video. That company started out of a hackathon three years ago. We won GoCode Colorado, so this is my first rodeo. It's always exciting to, to come to these events. We came up with an idea called Forage, and you can find it at foragelegal.com. It's a Chrome extension that allows you to take data from inside the browser and isolate it and direct it to uh, templated legal documents that l exist in other platforms. So the goal is to get it so that you don't have to copy and paste information over and over and constantly switch between applications. The goal is to get it so that everything is there when you need it. That sounds great. Jake, why don't you uh, tell us what you, what you do when you're not participating in hackathons and... Uh... Give us a little background on your on your team, how you formed, where everyone came from, and a little bit on the project, if you could. Yeah, sure thing. So my name is Jake, and um, my 
time outside of this uh, hackathon is usually spent being either a student or working part-time for Microsoft. And it's nothing special, so don't think I work for corporate. I work for the Microsoft stores. Now, it's a great retail job, but you know, here is where I kind of do the work that I love. And our team is comprised mostly of uh, other folks just like myself. Uh, we have a couple of guys from Cisco, and we also have uh, someone from Law Toolbox as well. So we're all together because we actually knew each other outside, and we came together with a specific purpose of just kind of trying to work together and build some cool technology. And um, we came up with some really cool stuff, in my opinion. So we're all fascinated with these uh, newer technologies that are out. So we actually went in with the mindset that we wanted to try and apply newer tech that had been sort of becoming popular at times. And we wanted to apply that and see how that worked for a legal system. Now, of course, I'm no lawyer and I don't really have any legal background, but thankfully we have Carolyn. She's awesome. She's from Law Toolbox and she's kind of our legal counsel on all this. So we came up with the idea that we are going to implement a sort of artificial intelligence as well as some blockchain. And the way that we go about doing it is we start off with a website. Our website has a chat-based interface where people, so anybody, can really interact with our chatbot and they can ask it for information that would normally be from public records. You see, our artificial intelligence actually can go through and parse out information from public records, say from something like Pacer, for instance. We're looking at possible databases that we can pull information from and sort of get this information from usually PDF records or other sort of documents, take that information out and put that into our system. And primarily, we're going to put that onto a blockchain that we're uh, incorporating. Blockchain is going to have all the information disseminated across it. And because it's a blockchain, it's secure. And we also know that it really can't go away. Due to the nature of a blockchain, it's going to be a very persistent thing. And we can make it a very open platform because of that. So with this blockchain, we use that as the backend database of sorts uh, to this chat box. And essentially, users will be able to go onto the chat box, query what they're looking for, and it'll go onto the blockchain, parse through the data it can find, and once it finds it, it'll give you the information. That sounds great. Did you have a teammate come out from Los Angeles too? Is that right? Yeah, actually, that is uh, Tyler Roth. Yeah, he's our Cisco guy, and he's pretty awesome. Very cool. Sounds like a great project. Nathan, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you uh, do from 9 to 5, and what your team concept was, and tell me about your team members as well. Yeah, I'm a web app developer, so I do some programming for Logical, our main program that we work on uh, on the dev team is called Serve Manager, which is software for process servers to manage their business. My team, it was three of us programmers, myself, Chad, and Carlos, that were kind of the beginning of the team, but we didn't have any really good ideas. And then um, two lawyer types approached us, Catherine and Otto, uh, with, a, with an intriguing idea about how contracts like terms of service and privacy policies online are very difficult to understand. So... Their idea was that uh, we could outsource some reviewing of these contracts. So these outsourced lawyers could review contracts, go to our website, put in a couple of bullet points like, the oh, the privacy on this contract is, is a score of one. The liability of the contract uh, is a score of four, et cetera, and kind of describe why. And then users would be able to use our Chrome extension when they're on the Facebook. And it would be like, oh, it looks like you're on Facebook and a lawyer has reviewed the terms, would you like to see you know, what they had to say about it? And it would kind of 
in plain English or plain language and uh, a simple scoring system tell you how egregious those contracts were. Oh, that sounds awesome. I'm, I'm excited to see that pitch. So thanks for that, Nathan. Chris, your turn. Why don't you tell us about yourself, what's your profession, and uh, talk about your team and your project and what you, what you guys have been working on the last few days. Great. Thanks, Trent. First, I want to say thank you for hosting us at Legal Talk Network. It's been fantastic, and uh, you've been quite generous hosts. So my name is Christopher Osborne. I'm the Director of IT and Software Development for Answer One, which is a virtual receptionist company for attorneys across the country. We uh, came to the hackathon to uh, figure out what attorneys are looking for, and we formed a team to create a simplified intake form to give uh, customers of attorneys a quick estimate of legal fees when they sign up with that attorney. So how it works is an attorney will embed this application on their website. The customer will go to the website, select what package they want to receive, such as building an LLC or registering a C-Corp, and we will give a rough estimate to the cost of the services and connect them to the attorney that they're requesting. Very cool. That sounds awesome. I know we're uh, getting pretty close to our time here, so... Why don't we just quickly, you know, talk about some of the things that have stood out to you over the last few days, some of the some of the highs and lows and just, you know, any kind of thoughts as far as the event as a whole. So why don't you start us off? Yeah, it's just it's really fascinating to me the way that people are both lawyers and tech people kind of together are coming up with really creative solutions to some of the problems that, you know, either we as attorneys or clients and people who want legal services might face every day. You know, things that I certainly never would have imagined using technology for or thinking about in that way. So it's it's a really fascinating thing to be a part of. Great. Thank you. Ico? I've really enjoyed working hard, but then taking time out to mentor people. So having an opportunity to share knowledge with other people and then also learn from others. Uh, the knowledge transfer is incredible. We had someone do their first code commit. So they pushed code for the first time. It was something that they'd never done. And now they're really interested in web development. Yeah, that's really cool. That's one thing that I, you know, it's worth pointing out. There's been a lot of inter-team collaboration, people helping each other out. So that's been really, really cool. Jake, what's your experience been? Oh, my experience has been great. So far, this entire time has been wonderful. I've been having a blast along with my team. And uh, being that this team, we all knew each other beforehand. We all came together here. And this is the first time we've actually worked like physically on a project this way together. So there's been tons of highs and lows. And um, the first one was, of course, myself not getting too much sleep because I was just staying up all night, learning all these cool things, trying to keep up with the rest of the team who has such varied knowledge um, and trying to do my best at all times to try and bring this project to its fruition. And it's been just so great because I've learned multiple different things. I taught myself Node.js this entire time from just knowing a little bit of JavaScript. I taught myself CSS and other things. And it's just, I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. My team and I have grown together. And of course, we've had our low times as well, especially when we're on, you know, on the edge, especially after no sleep amongst myself included. But it's been such a wonderful time. Very cool. So not only do you have the potential to win the event, but you've been learning a lot as well. I think everyone's kind of had that experience, whether it's about the, you know, the context or some new technology. Um, Nathan, I know this is your first hackathon, right? Yeah. And were you uh, reluctant or what What were your uh, preconceived notions about hackathons well, and what's your experience been? It is my first hackathon. And I, on Friday, I actually had really no expectations. I didn't know what to expect. I've been pleasantly surprised. The, the experience has really been kind of fantastic. We didn't have any good ideas on Friday and we were like, we don't know what we're going to do and what, or if anyone's going to come to us with an idea or if we're 
going to have a project to do, but it all came together really well, and the team has really pulled together and and come up with this great idea and this great product, and, and we're really proud of it. So I think it's pretty awesome. Great. Thanks, Nathan. And uh, Chris, you came to us from Arizona all the way out to, to Denver here. So what prompted you to do that? And tell us about your experience so far. Yeah. So uh, being a sponsor of the Legal Talk Network, we heard that the hackathon was going on, and we immediately thought it would be a great idea to participate in, not only to see what uh, pain points attorneys or other members of the law industry are facing, but to uh, kind of demonstrate our skills as a service also, a virtual receptionist service. So being in my first hackathon, I didn't know what to expect either, like a lot of us. And it was really surprising um, how stressful this whole entire process has been. <laughs> but we're glad we uh, we made it through the hardships and uh, we think we have a viable product we can take to market now. So it's been it's been great. So I think we're going to close it out. We've reached uh, pretty much the end of this episode. Uh, last question I have for you, if our listeners would like to follow up and uh, if they have questions for you, give us a, an email or a Twitter handle. How can they get a hold of you, Jason, once you start us off? Yeah, if in the uh, rare event somebody wants to actually talk to me after this podcast, uh, you can email me at uh, jason at jasoncrosbylaw.com, spelled just like it sounds. Yeah, this is Iko. You can DM me on Twitter at lucidpaper. Thanks. I simply have an email, and you can email me at parkerjake at outlook.com. Yeah, this is Nathan. You can email me at nbenes, that's B as in boy, E-N-E-S, at logical.com, L-A-W-G-I-C-A-L. And this is Christopher Osborne. You can reach me at uh, Christopher, C-H-R-E-S-T-O-P-H-E-R, at answer1, that's the numeric one, dot com. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode. I want to thank our guests for joining us today. I also want to thank you for participating in the hackathon. It really has truly been a great experience and came together very nicely. Uh, we also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.